Hi, and welcome to Untethered with Genlis, the podcast that's here to help you free yourself from the crap that's holding you back so you can unleash your sparkly, magical beingness into the world in the way that only you can. I'm your host, Jen, and in this episode, we're going to talk about how to leap even when you're freaking terrified to do it. Let's dive in. Hi, friend, it's Jen. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We had a mid-season dance break last week. You may have noticed, if you don't follow me on social media, you might not have known because I forgot to mention it in the Thursday thread prior that I went on a spring break trip with my husband and some friends. We are all speckled across the US and we were able to meet in Phoenix, Arizona to go to some spring training. Baseball was so much fun. We also went to the Grand Canyon. I saw you guys, you guys, you all. I saw the Grand Canyon with my own two eyeballs for the first time ever. And it was just as spectacular as I imagined it was going to be. Have you been? Have you been there? I know some of you are not US listeners, so there's a high likelihood that there are people who haven't. I myself am 40 years old and had never been there. I've flown over it in a plane. Oh my, it's just like, it It blows your mind. It's just so amazing. It's so magical. But you know what was even more magical is just Arizona in general, the Southwest. I did not know that cacti originated in the Southwest. I mean, of course, it makes sense. Those of us who live in the US know that cacti, giant cactus, the big green things with the arms, they they grow vertically. They have lots of spikies on them. That's where That's where they're from. Interesting fact, there's no fossils of cacti. They've never found any fossils of cacti. So they have no idea when they started and they started in this area of the world. And I've seen pictures and I've seen cacti, you know, but I've never seen them just growing out of the side of a big pile of rocks the way that they do (laughs) in the wild. There's so many of them. They're so tall. They're massive. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen. I'm obsessed with it. Can't stop talking about it. I'm sure people are like, whatever. Like you just, you have to see it to believe it. And even if you saw it, you probably wouldn't be as obsessed as I am because I'm weird like that. They're weird and they're cool and they're wild. And I love them. I love everything about them. I'm like, yes. Uh, Several years ago, my husband wanted to buy a metal. I promise we're going to get to the point of this episode, but we're going to talk about cacti first (laughs) because that's what we're going to do. My husband wanted to buy this metal cactus at an auction, and he was actually in a bidding war with someone. He didn't really want the metal cactus that badly. It was like an outdoor thing. I'm like, what are we going to do with this? We do not have a Southwestern motif at our house. I don't know what we're going to do with this thing. But he and this other guy were like going at it over this giant metal 10-foot tall cactus. By the way, they can grow up to 40 feet tall in Arizona. I think I said 70 in an email the other day, which was such a lie, but before I looked it up, 40 feet tall. They can live to be 200 years old, by the way. Anyway, this one was 10 foot and it was metal and it was going to go in our backyard. And I didn't really know why, but we were going to own it because he wanted it so badly in this moment. And at the last second, this other guy was able to like grab the pen and like go purchase the <laughs> purchase the cactus. So we did not get it. Sadly, unfortunately, I guess. I don't know what we would do with this thing. But now I'm like, oh, which sure love to have that giant 10-foot tall cactus to remind me of my obsession on this trip with cacti. Anyway, <laughs> I have 
all the cactus facts. If you would like some information about them, I have been learning so much. The saguaro cactus are these giant ones that exist there. And I have a fun story to tell. We can talk so much about cacti in this episode. Get ready. Get ready. It was an amazing trip. It was an amazing trip. I hope that your spring kickoff has been amazing. There is a shift in the energy. Do you feel it? So I was a moon person long before I knew anything about moons. I noticed a long time ago, something weird happens with me on the full moon. And I didn't even know that that was a thing that happens to people, you know, before I even heard, oh, the hospitals are full of people, it's the full moon or kids are wild. I noticed it in myself. Like there's definitely some wolfy moon energy happening with me on the full moon. And this new moon, this spring equinox new moon that just happened, powerful AF and shifted us out of some heavy whatever. I don't know if y'all are feeling what was happening (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, but I feel like it's just been released magically. And I, there's this really positive, amazing energy happening right now. And I'm so curious if you feel it, please like ping me on social media (laughs) or if if you're on, Ooh, cool new thing. If you're on Spotify, you can reply to this episode. You can actually like answer your takeaways and share. So if you're a Spotify listener, you can reply right there on the episode and let me know if you are feeling this shift out of heaviness and into a lightness into opportunity, into expansion. It's just this really yummy energy that is, I'm I'm not super into moon stuff. I only know as much as I know and as much as I personally feel that's like opening for new amazing connections and having a heightened awareness to that can allow you to have some really amazing opportunities come into your life right now. So be aware and notice the cool people who are stepping into your life, somebody who might like randomly reach out and be like, hey, do you want to have a coffee talk? If it feels like a yes, say yes to it. I have a partner in a group that I'm working in. And one of her beautiful things that she says is to follow the breadcrumbs of yes. And I think that's so cool. And so if you feel a yes right now, like really pay attention and follow those breadcrumbs right now, because it's like, it's, There's something juicy and yummy in the energy right now. And it's like ripe. It's ripe for those connections to happen for you. And today's episode is a Thursday thread episode. It's a Thursday thread. It's a Thursday thread. It's a Thursday thread. It's a Thursday thread. I wrote that song just for you two weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just now getting to record this episode where I can share this beautiful ditty. (laughs) <laughs> thank you for thank you for um entertaining entertaining my my song. Here's what I would love if anyone would love to write a Thursday thread song and send it in. You can sing it yourself and send it in and I will totally play it on the episode. I would freaking love this. If anybody does, my podcast editor, Joey, will probably hate us for it. So all the more reason. I'm just kidding. He'll love it too. (laughs) If you want to email me, my email is in the show notes. You can email me at hello at genlist.com and send in like a 10 second clip of you singing something about Thursday threads and I will totally play it. 
on an episode. So little little nugget for you. I've got all the contributions you can provide to this podcast this week. <laughs> It'd be so amazing. So I mean, you can tell, right? The energy is just different right now. I'm feeling it. It's just such like such a good, juicy time. And I've had the best conversations over the past couple of days. Like, like I said, those connections, random people popping into my life and just having these really amazing, deep, beautiful conversations. And I'm so grateful for it. I've, the mo- the thing that I have most right now is just this overwhelming sense of gratitude. And I have so much gratitude to Michelle Blue for coming on the podcast this week and sharing some really amazing things. I mean, she shared so many just like one-liners that it's like, you can take that into your life and like go back and reflect on those things. But one of the things that she said that I personally really grabbed onto and my podcast editor too, I was like, what was the thing that really stood out to you? And he's like, life is a series of leaps. And we don't always realize that, that life is a series of leaps. There are these moments where we are being called to leap. I was on somebody else's podcast and she titled the episode Made for More. And I'm like, that's so right. Like we are all made. We are made for more. We are made of more. We are made of magic. And there are these moments where it's like, it's time to step it up and it's time to leap. And that is scary as hell. (laughs) It's so scary. (laughs) It's so scary to do. We have to do it. We're being called to do it. You're made to do it. It's why you're here with your sparkly bag of magic tricks that only you have. And here's the cool thing about it. This is the conversation I was having with somebody yesterday that I'm just like, oh, this matters so much. It matters so much is that every leap that you take, you're taking the experiences that you've gained along the way with you. Everything you've gained along the way is coming with you. And that's it. it's so obvious, right? This is obviously you're bringing everything that you've learned along the way with you. And we know this, but really deeply think about how important and how beautiful that is. Because it removes the shame that we can sometimes feel when we're looking back. Like sometimes I feel like self development is a little bit wrought with like wishing I had, should have, could have, gotta go fix myself. And then we look at our life and we're like, oh, if only I had known this sooner. It's like, no, no. You needed to know all the things you know to this point because that's what makes you you. And that's the gifts that you have to offer the world are all of these experiences that you've had that have brought you to this point right now. And now you got to F and leap because it's time to leap, girl. Like you've got this bag of tricks and you got to go. You can't stay. And now we're going to come back to cacti. (laughs) So there's this cool thing that we learned in... Arizona. First of all, the state tree of Arizona, we're going to have a little educational lesson. The state tree of Arizona is the Palo Verde. And we noticed these as soon as we got to Arizona. My friend pointed out, she's like, look at those trees. They're so green. Like the tree itself is green, not the leaves on the tree, not the foliage, like the tree, the bark is green. 
We're like, oh, that's so wild. And we notice them more and more and more. We notice them everywhere. Well, when we got out into the desert, we noticed that there are cacti growing underneath these trees. Now, one interesting fact, I want to go back to the tree real quick, is that they're green. So cool. So interesting. These are desert trees, right? They are green. The bark itself is green because that's where it holds its chlorophyll. They have very few leaves. They only have like these very sad little sprigs of leaves. I'm sorry, tree, that I called your leaves sad. That was not kind of me. Your bark is magnificent. It's a magnificent bark. But the bark is so magnificent because that's where it holds its chlorophyll. And so that's how it absorbs all of its nutrients that it needs is through the bark and not through the leaves. Like uh, what we, most of us, if you don't live in this part of the world or see other trees that are like this, I'd never seen any trees like this. That's how they get it. So super cool. Just an interesting fact. Go look up the, I think it's actually the blue Palo Verde is um, the tree, but they're very neat. Anyway, these trees grow out in the wild. They're everywhere in Arizona. But what happens is that birds take the the seedlings from the cacti and then they take them into the tree. They take them into their nest. They feed the baby birds with them. And then one of those falls onto the ground, gets watered, becomes a cactus. And it becomes a cactus. So the first 10 years of a cactus's life, (laughs) it only grows an inch and a half. These particular cacti, these saguaro cacti, they only grow an inch and a half in the first 10 years. That's how long it takes it to get started. All of the work happens in that first beginning, which is just such a beautiful metaphor for life. (laughs) And what we do, it's like that we've all seen the classic, like the big iceberg and you see the iceberg on like the tip of the iceberg on top, and then there's so much iceberg underneath. It's the same with these cacti where there's so much work that goes into growing that first inch and a half, and then they grow so much more, so much faster, taller after that first 10 years. But the reason that these cacti survive, and you see so many underneath the Palo Verde tree, is because the tree is protecting that cactus so that it can grow. So for those first 10 years, the tree and the cactus, they're living in harmony. They're helping each other. They're growing. They're in this like beautiful place together. And it's like, oh, this is so good. We're growing together. We're supporting each other. We're helping each other. Yummy, yummy, yummy. And then the cactus starts to grow a lot, starts to grow a lot, starts to grow a lot, starts to grow a lot. And eventually two things can happen. One, it hits the top of the tree and it starts to die or it sucks all of the nutrients from the tree and the tree starts to die. And in almost every instance, both the tree and the cactus will eventually die because both of them are stuck in this place. And in the case, unfortunately, of the tree and the cactus, they can't physically leave. (laughs) A tree, unfortunately, cannot take its legs and go move itself somewhere else nor can a cactus. As funny as it is to me, I've had this vision in my head of a cactus just like taking its arms and yanking itself out of the ground and like walking away so that it can get away. Because I was so sad. I'm like, these poor, these trees and the the cacti, they're just like, they live in harmony until they don't. (laughs) And then it's like, well, sorry, bro. But this is such a beautiful metaphor for life being a series of leaps. Because although the tree and the cactus can't grow their little legs and walk off from each other, we can 
So nature is providing us this beautiful metaphor with this tree and the cactus to show us what happens when we don't leap, when we've grown to a certain point, because we can be in this place of like really thriving and really growing and it feels so good. And then eventually either the situation or us, like it's time to move on. It's time to move on. We've got to go. We've got to go. In a previous episode, I talked about this, like the hermit crab. It's similar. You know, they grow into their shells and then they've got to go. But it's the same thing. Like we see this beautiful metaphor in nature so much when we open our eyes to it. It's there for us to see. This is what's going to happen if you don't leap. You There are moments where you are being called to it. And the sign, the sign of the leap is that you're you're not thriving anymore. You're not growing anymore. You're uncomfortable. There's discomfort. And with that discomfort is fear. Because what's on the other side of the fear is that beautiful new land where we're going to get to learn and grow and thrive and grow into an amazing 40-foot tall cactus that everybody's going to see and adore and be like, holy baloney, look at that thing. <laughs> that could be you. But if you stay under the tree, you stay in the security, you stay on that side of fear. You and anything that's supporting you, you're just sucking the life out of each other. But if you got the heck, say you're the cactus and you get the heck out of Dodge, that tree can start thriving again. You can start thriving again. You're all growing together, but not together because together you're killing each other. And that doesn't mean that <laughs> that doesn't mean that we have to leave everything in our life behind. It's a recognition that at some point we are all going to thrive better with a little bit of disconnection or some separateness. Or taking on a new task or doing doing some new thing, reforming your relationship in a new way. This is applicable to so many things. It's applicable to relationships. It's applicable to your job. It's applicable to like all the things, right? We can apply this in so many areas. And I just, I love how nature so obviously provides examples for us to see the importance of this. Now, I know that in Michelle's episode, we did not talk about cacti because I was had zero thoughts, literally, when we had that conversation <laughs> about giant green prickly things. <laughs> but now it's occupying my thoughts. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You've got to leap. You absolutely have to leap. So are, are you in a place where there is some leap that you can take? And how do you know that there's a leap that you could take? There's fear. <laughs> There's discomfort. Where are you feeling that? Where are you feeling that? On the other side of that discomfort is your joy, is your enthusiasm. Lean into that. It's the opposite. Always, when you notice discomfort, where could I be having more fun? Where could I have more joy? Because that's where your beautiful leap is going to happen. And fear is just a signal to you, it's just a signal between the discomfort. And the opportunity, this discomfort and the joy, the discomfort and all the goodness, the fear is just in the middle. We have to reframe the idea of fear and what it means for us. 
it's not it's not something to be fearful of. Sometimes. I mean, okay, I will admit I walked up to a prickly pear cactus. You know what those look like. They look like the Mickey Mouse ears, right? But with points all over them. I just just wanted to squeeze one. Like I just wanted to feel not the prickles. I wanted to feel the cactus itself. So I I walk up to one in the desert and I I was I thought I got my fingers in there just right where I could squeeze the green of the cactus. I I pull my fingers away and there are just needles all over my thumb. I mean just all over my <laughs> all over my thumb. I was like, "Oh my god. I did not squeeze the cactus. I squeezed the needles." What am I going to do? <laughs> that was something I I should have been fearful of the needles and and not probably squeeze them, but sometimes we have to do a thing to learn. And you know, I like to learn the hard way like squeezing a prickly pear cactus. <laughs> what did Michelle also said that failure is the foundation of your transformation. So, you know, sometimes failure is incredibly necessary and it's a big part being willing to fail is a big part of us leaping. You have to be, you've got to be willing for that to potentially happen. But what's the cost? The cost is you being both the tree and the cactus who are just shriveling. Do you want to shrivel? Shriveling, I'm, it's not a good look. It's really not. <laughs> not on cacti, not on trees, not on humans, <laughs> not on hermit crabs. Shriveling is generally not a great look. So would love to see you thriving, leaping, thriving, failing, doing all of those beautiful things that the human experience was meant to provide for you because your magic, it's in you and it's so ready for the world to see it in some new way. We're always evolving. We're always changing. We're always shifting. And you know, what is it calling to you right now? What can you pull out of your beautiful bag of magic tricks to provide to the world right now? And you know what? Heck, how can you make that leap stylish? Maybe jump up and click your heels or do a cartwheel or hula hoop into it. I have a Poe who was just on the podcast a, a few weeks ago. She posted on her Instagram. She just bought a hula hoop. I'm like, girl, that is it. <laughs> we all need hula hoops, more hula hoops. Hula hoop into your next big leap. <laughs> ah, I just, I, a world where we are all making fear our friend, where we are normalizing failure, where we're normalizing growth, where we're normalizing change. That's just like, that is, that is my calling, my big dream. And you know what? Being our effing selves while we do it, squeezing the, Squeezing the cactus, coming up with cactus metaphors, jumping up and clicking your heels, doing whatever it is that you do that makes you you and brings you joy. Like that's what the world needs more of. Leap your way. Leap your way. Maybe you do like one leg first and the other behind you with your arms in the air. Maybe you're more of a, a soft leaper. <laughs> what is your way? to leap. We've all got our own way. Not everybody is going to be the hula hoop, hula hoop person, you know, do it your way. What's your way? You shimmy on in. <laughs> Maybe you do the walk like an Egyptian in whatever, whatever. Okay. I could, I, I could go all day. I just encourage you to think about what is, 
what is a leap that you could take? Maybe it's not today. Maybe it's not tomorrow. Maybe it's sometime soon. But ask yourself, what is my next big leap? See what's here for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode and all of our fun cacti talk. (laughs) If you did enjoy this episode, I encourage you to share it on social media. Take a little screenshot, share that you've been listening to this episode, share a fun fact about cacti. That would be so amazing. If you want to send in a Thursday thread, it's a Thursday thread. You want to send in a little ditty, we will totally play that on a Thursday thread. Email that into me, record a voice memo and send that in. Would love to hear it. You can also, one other thing you can always do if you haven't done it yet is leave a review of this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts huge way to help this podcast get into more listening ears. And I just encourage you to keep leaping into that beautiful unicorn self. Keep shining for all to see. I'll see you next time. Bye.